for tuning in to the Vertical Reality Podcast, a show that is part of the Vertical Reality Solutions online destination, closing the gap between where we are today and where we want to be tomorrow while enjoying the journey along the way. Visit the website at verticalrealitysolutions.com to find show notes and additional information. I'm your host, Katie Parker. Now to today's episode. Today, we're going to discuss five elements of routine, including simple pleasures, time blocking, planning for the future, movement, and intention. Let's get started. Simple pleasures. I like to have little things to look forward to each day, week, month, year, etc. I think of these things as little rewards to kind of keep me motivated to continue to reach my goals and make my way through life with joy and grace. One of my favorite podcasts is a French-inspired podcast called The Simple Sophisticate by Shannon Abels. In each episode, she shares with her listeners what she calls petite plaisirs or simple pleasures. This can be anything from a fresh cup of coffee to a delectable dessert, a hot bubble bath, or a yearly trip to Paris. For me, waking up in the mornings and getting out of bed used to be really tough. I suffer from back pain from a prior injury, And the mornings tend to be when the pain is usually the worst, and so I don't look forward to that. I started rewiring my brain to stop associating waking up with pain, and instead, each time I wake up, the first thing I do is pray. I have a yoga mat right next to my bed, and when I wake up, I go straight to my knees and start my day with gratitude and prayer. My prayer position is kind of like child's pose, so it stretches my back also a bit when I do it. So once I finish praying and I'm already on my yoga mat, I just turn on some music and I do a bit of stretching, and this really helps me mentally, physically, even emotionally awake each morning rather than going straight to my phone or my emails. Coffee is also one of my petite plaisirs that I look forward to each morning. We own a French press, so if you haven't used one, I highly recommend it if you enjoy drinking coffee. Um, I'll eventually have a little shop set up on my website, and so I can include a link to that. Um, But not to get too far off track, another tip is if you have house plants or a garden, if you dump your old coffee grounds in your plants, it'll actually help them grow faster. Try it. So moving on to time blocking, rocks before sand. I've found that if I'm not intentional about my time, it easily slips away. Instead of being led around by tasks that pop up here and there, it's important to prioritize the things that are most important so that the least important things don't overtake your time. I used to lead a middle school church group, and in one of their services, the youth pastor took out two clear jars, and in one jar he poured sand and told the students that the sand represents less important tasks like video games, social media, things like that. Then he attempted to place rocks into the same jar, and the rocks represented more important items like family time, homework, etc. All the rocks he had did not fit into the jar, and some fell out. Then he tried again. This time he put the rocks in first and he fit all the rocks into the jar. Then he took that same amount of sand and poured it in and filled it all the way up and all the spaces around the rocks filled up with sand. It really fit perfectly and his point was that if you don't put the rocks in first, the other things won't fit. But if you prioritize the rocks, then you'll get everything in there. If you prioritize the sand, you won't have enough room for the important things. This illustration really stuck with me, and I think it's fitting even for adults to make sure that we're prioritizing our rocks, if you will. 
One way to identify our rocks and ensure that we're prioritizing them is by color coding your calendar so that you can see the buckets of where you spend your time and easily see where you're spending too much time or not enough time and adjust accordingly. So I would put things on my calendar in certain colors if I had interviews. I would have that in a certain color if I had professional development, if I had team meetings, if I had time that I was devoting to uh, specific projects. And then I could see, you know, hey, I'm not making as much progress on this project that I would like to, so how can I add more time to work on those projects? Or where can I take things away? If I'm spending too much time in meetings, how can I delegate some of these tasks? Time management is a moving target and will always be evolving. Meetings may pop up unexpectedly, but if you build time into your schedule to allow for these types of things, you'll be able to adjust without having to sacrifice other areas of importance. As a talent acquisition professional, I encourage recruiters to set time blocks on their calendars for interviews, like I mentioned. This way they're going to be on camera or on the phone. They'll have designated times where they'll be on and they will have that time set aside and then they'll have other time set aside to make updates in the system, generate offer letters, things like that. Staying organized will help you be efficient and effective, and others will appreciate that you're respecting their time as well when you're proactive about scheduling things well in advance. Preparation is key when it comes to enjoying your life, which brings me to my next point, which is that your future self will thank you. My husband Brent and I sometimes joke about our future selves. For instance, if he would leave his dishes out, he would say, that's for future Brett to worry about. Or if we splurged on a purchase, that's for future Brett and Katie to deal with. On the same token, we can say things like, I'm going to brush my teeth before bed. My future self will thank me. Or I'm not going to have another glass of wine. I'll be thankful that I didn't in the morning. Part of your routine today should help set you up for success tomorrow. I recently set an alarm on my phone for 9 p.m. every night so that whatever I'm doing, at that time I'm going to begin my evening routine. I'll fill my diffusers, turn on my heating pad, brush my teeth, wash my face, make sure the kitchen's ready for a great morning. I can't tell you how much better my day goes when I go to make my coffee and the coffee area is clean and ready to go and the sink is clear of dishes and I have an enjoyable space to make breakfast. The nights where I decide to just leave it for tomorrow always result in a more frustrating morning, and how you start your day really sets the tone for the entire day, so you want to have a good start if you can. Even if you don't get a great start, you can always shift gears and have a great finish, but starting out on the right foot sure does provide an advantage. The same thing applies in work. If you prepare ahead of time, you'll have a much easier time moving through the week with less stress and more joy and efficiency. Let's say I have three new employees starting work in two weeks. I can look ahead and see that on my calendar and schedule check-in calls with them in advance, schedule time to ensure their agendas are updated and that I have time on the calendar for them to shadow others ahead of time. Not only does that help me prepare for something that's not always part of my normal weekly routine, it also gives new employees a sense of preparedness and comfort knowing what to expect ahead of time, and it gives my team time to prepare if they're going to be mentoring the new hires. That allows for everyone to have a manageable schedule, gives us time to prepare, which eases stress and provides a better opportunity for success. If we're constantly putting priority meetings on people's calendars and they're having to adjust other meetings, that's not respecting their time and then they're not able to respect the time of people that they're working with either. So we have to be mindful of that. 
It's also important to build in time for breaks. If you have a high demanding job that requires constant focus, before you know it, your calendar might be booked with no time for breaks, which will lead to burnout. Especially if you're working on a computer, you really need to give your eyes a break so that they're not strained. There's something that I've learned about called the 20-20-20 rule, where you look at something 20 feet away for 20 seconds every 20 minutes. There's even an app for it to give you reminders on your phone, and it's a great way to check in with your body, give your eyes a break, take a sip of water, take some deep breaths, <laughs> reset, refocus your mind. If you're able, I recommend stepping outside or opening a window. Any change in your environment can refresh you and integrating movement into your routine will really keep you healthy and be able to perform your best work. Each morning, I make time to stretch, and lately I've been doing some physical therapy exercises as well. I noticed that when I was attending PT regularly, I had much less back pain than if I stopped going. This is because at PT, I was held accountable. I wasn't having to push myself. I just had to kind of show up and somebody else was making sure I was doing my exercises. Now that I'm no longer attending PT, I really have to hold myself accountable to make sure that I'm doing those exercises. This is much easier if I make it part of my daily routine and set time aside to do it. If I just say, oh, I need to do this, but I prioritize everything else, leave it to the end of the day, it doesn't get done. I also have been taking walks with my two dogs, Cowboy and Tia. And though our walks are generally short, it gives us time to breathe some fresh air, get out, get our blood pumping, and get some movement in our bodies. You may have heard the term sitting is the new smoking. The Mayo Clinic found that those who sit for more than eight hours a day with no physical activity have a risk of dying similar to the risks of dying posed by obesity and smoking. With more and more of the workforce moving to a remote work environment, it's become easier in one sense to get moving because you have the ability to wear more comfortable clothing, which is conducive to exercise and people won't look at you funny if you take a two minute break to do a couple push-ups. but it requires us to be more mindful and intentional. Because while we're in the office, we may have had to walk from meeting to meeting or walk to the break room, etc. Whereas now we can do virtually everything from one spot and move from meeting to meeting without ever leaving our office chairs. Which, by the way, I have a stand-up desk and I love it. I also have an exercise ball that I'll sit on if I need a break from standing, which has been great for my core and my posture. Um, I've become more mindful and intentional about my physical body as I move through the day, and this has really helped me and had a positive impact on my health. Setting your intention. When setting intentions, it's helpful to envision the end result and have our future outcomes in mind as we work through our individual routines. I'm sure that most of you have heard about SMART goal setting, so they're to be specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-bound. Integrating your goals into your routine is great for zeroing in on the measurable aspect of goal setting. If you have a goal of rolling out a new technology by Q3 and you're at the start of Q1 and you can realistically take a look at what it will take to achieve this goal, set your milestones, and then build time into your calendar to devote to working on the project. Break the large goal into smaller goals and give yourself deadlines for each milestone. At the end of each month, week, or day, depending on the goal, check in and see if you're on target and how you need to adjust to hit your goal. If you want to hire 25 people each month but you're low on applicant flow, then start scheduling additional time for sourcing efforts. If you're in week two and you've already hired over 15 people, then you're on track to exceed your goal. What's working? 
How can you share your strategy with others? Or if it's not working, how can you leverage your teammates and or leadership to help you adjust your strategy? The same can be done for personal goals. Maybe you want to buy a house at the end of the year and you're saving for a down payment or you're trying to raise your credit score. Can you set up an automatic savings plan that will integrate with your finances? Are you using your credit cards in such a way that you're optimizing your ability to raise your credit score? How often are you checking on your progress? Are you moving toward your goal? How long will it take you to reach your goal with your current spending and saving habits? My husband and I have found that our relationship flourishes when we're intentional about spending time together. So we've designated one day a week for date night. Each Thursday night, it doesn't matter what other priorities are vying for our attention. At 7 p.m. each Thursday, we stop what we're doing and we go on a date. And you can do the same thing for reading, serving, learning, researching news, spending time with family, growing spiritually, etc. Being intentional with your time and building those intentions into your routine, whatever they may be, will get you there with ease. As a dancer growing up, we put a lot into regular practices to prepare for our final performance. Our team was so good that one year we actually won first place at nationals. Our performance was flawless. We knew our dance routine front and back. We had practiced and perfected our routine. And when it came time to perform, we executed with precision and flair and the crowd went wild. Once you implement a routine, you can practice it, tweak it as necessary, and eventually be able to execute well, leaving you feeling accomplished. Life tends to throw curveballs, so we do need to be adaptable, but the more prepared we are, the more we can enjoy each day, and the easier it becomes to adapt when needed. Oftentimes, when we find ourselves away from home, maintaining our routine can be challenging. So I'm going to give you four tips that will help you stay on track in unfamiliar situations. Number one, pack for pleasure. Whenever I travel, there are a few things that I always pack. I didn't always pack my yoga mat because it does take up quite a bit of space, but I found that it's well worth it for me. Having time alone in the morning before everyone else is up is important to me, and it gives me time to set my intention for the day and come to a place of peace before the demands of the day begin to take their toll. I always pack my own travel cup for water and sometimes even a travel coffee mug as well. I do enjoy drinking wine, so oftentimes I'll bring my plastic travel wine glass and a wine opener as well if there may not be one available where I'm staying. These little luxuries make me feel at home even when I'm on the road. Another thing I always pack is my speaker box. I like to play music while I'm stretching, showering, getting ready for the day, and I enjoy listening to podcasts throughout the day as well when I'm by myself. So my speaker box gives me a much better clarity than playing music straight from my phone, and for me, that's a priority pack. I have many other things that I like to pack, but the last one that I'll mention is my robe. I love getting out of bed, especially when it's cold in my room and slipping on my robe or when I get out of the shower. It's especially nice if you're staying with other people and you're not quite ready to get dressed yet, but you wanna be comfortable while you're sipping your coffee in the morning, reading a book, or while you're getting ready for the day. So those are kind of my top um, priority packs when I'm packing for a trip uh, to go somewhere else so that I can still kind of maintain some of my routine that, that makes me happy and sets me up for a good day. The second is take your time. 
It can be overwhelming when you're on a work trip or you're attending a conference and you're expected to meet up with colleagues for every meal, hitting the breakfast buffet early in the morning together, spending the day jam-packed with sessions, then finally hitting the beverage bar together later in the evening. Whether you must wake up earlier to have your morning time or excuse yourself earlier than others to head to your room at night, being intentional about alone time to decompress will really help bring out your best self every day of your trip. I always pack whatever book I'm reading at the time and I ensure that I make time to do my daily reading. I pack my yoga mat, prioritize my daily stretching. It doesn't matter how busy I am, I always make time for these two things. Taking the time that you need really is important. Wherever you can fit the time in, wherever you can prioritize that time and set it aside, having that time consistently will really help you to maintain your peace and be able to exercise patience when you're dealing with other people. When you're away from your house, you tend to get sucked into everyone else's routine and you have to conform to what they're doing. It might be fast paced, it might be something you're not comfortable with, or it might be something you love but you can burn out, or you might not be healthy, you might be eating a lot of um, bad foods while you're out eating at restaurants. So things like that, if you can be mindful of that, uh, those are just really important to keep you uh, not feeling crazy. Number three is unpack. Every time I travel, I unpack. I'm not saying when I unpack when I get home, but I unpack when I get to my destination. So I really try not to live out of a suitcase. As soon as I check in or if I'm shown to my guest room, I ask for a few minutes to get settled. During this time, I set up my shower area. I ensure I have everything I need in the bathroom area. I hang up my clothes, put things in drawers, set up a little office space, and really make that space my own. If I'm in a hotel, I'll go get ice. If there's a refrigerator, I'll unpack my cooler if I have one and just take some time to get settled. This makes the rest of the trip much more enjoyable when I'm getting ready or spending time in my room. I feel more at home, I feel relaxed, I don't feel like I'm living in clutter and I know where things are and it makes it more enjoyable. Number four is tweak your routine. Each morning I start the day with some simple pleasures and part of that involves the day before, prepping the coffee. I put my coffee beans in the grinder, put my water in the water heater and set up the coffee pot clean and ready to go for the next morning. While vacationing in St. Lucia for a friend's wedding, my routine looked slightly different, although elements remained the same. So at home when I wake up, It's still relatively dark out, and in St. Lucia, we stayed up a bit later at night and tended to sleep in most days just past sunrise. One little tweak that I made in my morning routine is that I started keeping my sunglasses on my nightstand so that when I woke up each morning, the first thing I would do is reach over and put on my sunglasses before opening the curtains to that big, beautiful view that I've posted on the blog. I also poured some mimosas while the coffee was brewing, and I really could have gotten used to that morning routine. (laughs) But every place you stay will cause you to tweak your routine slightly in ways that will best serve you in that atmosphere. Whether your routine involves sunglasses and mimosas or not, developing a routine that suits your stay will maximize your time and enjoyment. I hope that these tips have helped. I hope that you enjoyed learning about how I tweak my routine when I'm traveling, and I hope that you enjoy your journey today, wherever today takes you. I'd like to end with a quote from Proverbs. 
A man's mind plans his way as he journeys through life, but the Lord directs his steps and establishes them. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll see you next time.